behind Bellamy. Right edge of the area. Looking to take on his man. He's gone past his man. Squares it. Shearer! Alan Shearer has scored yet another goal for Newcastle United. But how important is this one? And all of Newcastle United's pressure in the Giuseppe Miazza in the San Siro Stadium has finally, finally paid off. Goosebumps. I get those goosebumps every time you come around, yeah. You lose my mind, you make everything so fine. Worry about those times, I'm way too numb, yeah. It's way too dumb, yeah. I get those goosebumps every time I need the time throw that to the side, yeah. I get those goosebumps every time, yeah When you're not around me, throw that to the side, I get those goosebumps every time, yeah 713, could've played one, yeah, I'm riding Why they on me? Why they on me? I'm flying I'm sipping low-key, I'm sipping low-key and high, yeah Slide rider I get those goosebumps every time Welcome to Loaded Mag Reaction. As my internet dies again, as is the wrong time as usual. But lads, how are we? What you make of that? Happy with that one? One point. Yep. Back in Quite the Champions the League. Take yep. that. Take that. Take Richie. All day. Yeah, all day. All day. As, as, as I said to the band when we were watching, I said, Would you have took the point before the, the start? He went, Damn right. Uh, it is. It's just one of those things. It's. You know, it's, imp- it's important any competition that you play away from home, you pick up points. And not more important, you know, going three points behind your first game in a, a, a small group, really, when you put your know, six game group, it's hard to turn around with a calibre of team in the group. So to take a point off them in the San Siro, it's huge. It really, really is an escape of the whole uh, competition group for us at the moment. So, yeah, happily take that, mate. Surely we're top of the group now, are we? Probably are. We are. Um... We are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, at the moment, Chris, you're happy with it? Yeah, really happy, mate. Really happy. Um, I think I said to you this pre-show that now I think it got to like the 60, 65th minute, and I was just like, I can't wait for this game to end because like I was just on tenter hooks the whole way through, and um, you know, but I think when we all reflect, and well, we're reflecting now, but even even tomorrow and days to come. We're going to look back and go, yeah, we just we we haven't played in the Champions League for twenty years. We've just gone the San Siro. We've played against a really really good AC Milan team, and we've come away with a point. And when you look at the two sides, who's going to be the happier? It's blatantly Newcastle. I think I think AC Milan will see that as a um, an opportunity missed because when they come to St James's, I don't think the game's going to be like it was tonight. Um, 
quite emotional actually yeah i was um i think i said to you boys didn't i i started i started like crying when at the, at the very start you know when the music come on because and I, and I think a lot of it not just because obviously newcastle and you know getting getting back into the champions league for the first time since i was what like 16 it was it was also because i think because of you boys and this show and i thought all the time all the effort or you know everything that we put into these shows and everything you know the fantastic feedback we get from everybody it was just like we're, we're in the big time now we're in the elite and um it was it was brilliant and you know i can't wait for the other five games now i'm really really excited but yeah great start absolutely great start we haven't lost in two weeks pete are you happy <laughs> was it let, let the good time let the good times roll. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 buzz, I'm absolutely buzzing at that. Um, going to the San Siro first game in 20 years in the Champions League is never going to be easy. Um, you're going to expect them to have possession uh, to dominate play. But I thought, yeah, I, I thought we were full value for that point, considering the amount of chances that they had. Um, really, really pleased. Um, first one. Uh, out the park, and then they come to St James's Park. But like, I, I'm, I, I was, I, I've got to be honest. I was, a, I thought I'd be like what Chris was. I thought I'd get emotional uh, as the music came on, and I could feel myself getting that way until I saw Jacob Murphy with a big smile on his face. <laughs> uh, just buzzing to be there, and I'm not gonna yeah. lie, yeah. Uh, it, it just, it just made me smile. So any, any kind of like tears or emotion just went because I was just like. He's loving life right now. He's loving it, and uh, yeah. yeah, no, I just thought I just thought it was brilliant, um, brilliant performance. Uh, great to see he's back on the big stage. Um, and look, I, I'm loving winding up all the AC Milan uh, journalists, fans, all the rest of it because they are absolutely fuming that they didn't win that game. But actually, they didn't deserve it, in my opinion. You know what you should do, guys? You should go on a show with Vinny in, let's say, in 55 minutes' time. That would really... Oh, oh look. Look what it has happened. You are going to join Vinny uh, at, at half nine and talk uh, on the Milan Weekly Podcast. So tune in for that one as well. That should be should be interesting. Uh, get the get Vinny's take on, on and the Milan take on the results. That should be That's, interesting. It should, it should well be interesting, right? Uh, right, let's get into it, lads. <clears throat> and here is the lineup. And as you said, Pete, the standout one there is Jacob Murphy. And he didn't make your uh, tactics board the other night, I, I remember. <laughs> I do recall. <laughs> but uh, he did make Eddie House squad. But yeah, Murphy, Murphy started, uh, Tunali came in, and uh, Isaac came in. Uh, but yeah. It, it was it's it was as we thought I suppose apart from from Murphy but uh, what's what's your thoughts on, on the team who, who wants to go first? I think I think you've summed it up pretty well. To be fair, Dad, I think it was the team that we expected, except Murphy. Uh, you know, possibly uh, Miggy coming in because he was rested at the weekend, uh, or start with Barnes again and, and Gordon up on the opposite flanks. But that that was like, that was the only surprise. Everything else was pretty much as we discussed because of. The fixes we've got coming, he sat coming back in for Wilson. Uh, back four picks itself, obviously. I think one thing, obviously, we'll get into it about there was one concern possibly in the back four tonight, which we'll obviously I think we'll, we'll probably discuss a bit more. But apart from that, I think it it's what we expected, really. As we expected, was it as you expected, Chris? 
Uh, no. <laughs> I, I, you, you saw from the tactics board from your dad's like we, we got ten out yeah. of the eleven. Um I was I was I was majorly surprised to see Jacob Murphy. Um I mean we can maybe touch on it a bit later. I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure that was the right decision. Um but uh not that I'm knocking Jacob Murphy at all, but you know, I, I, I was very, very surprised to see him. Uh, I must I must admit. But um but yeah, that's that's what Champions League night's all about, isn't it? And I bet I bet AC Milan was surprised to see him as well because I bet they were preparing for Miggy Armadon or possibly uh, Anthony Gordon on the right with Harvey Barnes on the left. So it's nice to throw a little curveball now and again as well, isn't it? But um, I was made up for him. Don't get me wrong. Like seeing him there, uh, you know, as as we've already said, you know, before the uh, the match kicked off, it, it, that was a meant the world to him. Um, so you know, it was uh, other than Jacob Murphy where I was a bit like that. Um, the lineup was as I thought. Well, Pete, I'll give you a different question because uh, we know that the, the only stand-up one there. How about the Milan team? Uh, how was that for you? Was it as you Yeah, um, uh, to be fair, it, it was probably what I expected other than um, Pobiega. Um, he was probably the only one that I didn't think was going to start. Yeah. Um, uh, but... As the commentator said, it, they brought him in to do a job, a defensive job. He's a very defensive-minded midfielder. Um, and I thought he played quite well, to be fair. I thought he had a good game. Um, so he, he clearly came in to do a job. Um, Chuck Crazy, um, Vinny, to be fair, we didn't have him really in our starting lineups. Um, we, we had Pudisic and we talked about him on away days, but he actually mentioned him on away days is starting this game and he was absolutely spot on. Um, he was fucking shocking, though. I'm not gonna lie, but um, but yeah, other than other than uh, um, Pobiega, um, I think yeah, it was as it was expected to be. Cool, and of course, it was a return home for Tunali, and he got to give plenty of hugs to everybody, left, right, and center, even at halftime. Uh, but um. Right, let's get into the game. I'll run, run you to the, the first half and we can stop there and get your thoughts. Uh, first half, Newcastle playing the pressure uh, from the off, visible at, on the kickouts, that three on, on the keeper. And he did take a little uh, um, dribble at one stage and he nearly got cut out. Um, 12 minutes, Newcastle mistake, let Milan in, Pope good save, followed by another uh, Milan chance, Pope good save from um, Giroud. Followed by another chance from AC Milan, uh, where Hernandez heads heads the corner and Pope uh, got a good save in again. Um, yeah, Newcastle weren't looking that that, that confident really. Um, it's it's you kind of kind of well, I was kind of questioning. Uh, okay, we're playing in Milan, the first game in Champions League in 20 years, but have they turned up? Where has has it got to them? Um, Newcastle then started to get more possession, long stuff. Um, Shouting along, so stay on your feet for that one. Where he, where he did get a bit of a nudge in the back from I think it was from Leal, but um, he he did kind of went over a bit too easy to looking for the penal. 33 minutes. Um, now yeah, this is the big one. Milan should have scored. Uh, uh Leal, uh, Rafael Leal doing a nice little ASM style run through effort through everyone, but uh, he did kind of fuck it up then. And then I think it was a rebound shot as well, but uh, um, it should have been a goal. But that really took us to the end of the first half. Uh, thoughts on the first half, Pete? Um, I actually thought. It, I actually thought it was it wasn't a bad half from us. I thought we actually for long parts played really well. Um up until the 13th minute, if I'm right in thinking, I thought we were 
we were in the game. We controlled possession at times. We looked like we were going to create something, albeit apart from the final ball. But it was just one pass that changed the course of that for the next five or ten minutes. And it was a, a mistimed pass from Gordon that was meant to go to Burn. Burns let it run, expecting Botman to be there. And although Botman's won the board, it, they've got possession on the counter-attack. And within three minutes, they've had three chances uh, and, and three saves Pope had to make. And it's that difference. It's that that makes the difference, particularly in big games like Champions League games, is it just turns the tide. Because actually, it was a really slow start and the commentators talked about it. And they expected AC Milan to come out fit and firing and they didn't. And actually, we looked the better team, in my opinion. I thought we were better and more composed on the ball. The nice little triangle passes were there. They were working. They were opening up the space. We had acres on that right-hand side. Because Rafa Leal, for all as good as he is going forward, he don't want to fucking defend. And Trippier was like, if you don't want to defend, I'll push you the other way because I'll go and attack alongside Murphy. Um, yeah, so so I thought up until that point, we we were quite plain, plain sailing. But, the, but we rode the storm and then we started to pick up the possession again. Um, and it was only really counter-attacks. They were, they were wanting us to go forward because they were only ever really getting in in the first half through counter-attacking football. And obviously, Liao had that chance and really just should have put his foot through it and he probably bagged the goal. But look, um, I thought some of the, some of the defending last-ditch Murphy off the line I thought was excellent. Uh, we put our bodies in front of everything. We really gave everything in that first half to make sure that we went in at nil-nil. And actually, you could see walk, walking off the pitch, Newcastle were kind of like heads up, shoulders up. They were happy with what they'd done and happy with their job. And and you could see um, you could see their manager, uh, you know, just before half time, already talking to those players that were coming on. He already knew that he needed to make changes because the team that they were set wasn't doing the job. And we've got to give credit to Newcastle for that. They had all the chances and they had all the possession, but I thought it was we created a lot of problems for them. So I was I was happy with that half, um, albeit that little moment where they had a few chances. Cool. Richie, are you happy with that half? Uh, majority, I think the, the one thing that I, I, as I said before when we went out, the one thing that really concerned me in the in the spells in the first half was. What's concerned a lot of us uh, already this season, where, where that mid the set the central three in the midfield just be getting passed through the, too easy. That's it. Be happening quite a lot, and when uh, Milan were going through their spells in the first half, and it was concerning. But it was, I think, what, what you always want from your your coach is to see how something's happening, and you know, you, 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 if you fix it pretty much straight away, and that was done at half time. It was a different Newcastle second half. We we looked solid. Um, yes, towards the end, I thought we were tiring quite a bit. But bear in mind, we'd you know we'd harried, we'd chased, we'd tracked back, we'd tried to push on as much as we can. Obviously, on the press and everything as well. I'm not surprised there was some lads running on fumes towards the end. The one thing you you couldn't fault with Newcastle the last day was effort. Um, they put their bodies on the line and everything, but. Um, yeah, that first half, that was the only thing that, that really got me in the first half. I thought that was, that was the little thing that could have been worked on, but was rectified at half-time, Daz. Oh, cheers, Richie. I know, Chris, like like me, you were watching a lot of the, the, the game like this uh, when they got near our goal. But uh, how was that first half for you? Um, I, I thought that we went in with a clear game plan. Uh, and the game plan for me was to just not concede and compete and, be, and stay in the game 
Uh, what we didn't want to do was go one or two behind, you know, going in at half time, you know, one or two nil down. It, you know, it, it, I think it would have been hard to come back from. But I thought we were disciplined. Um, I thought, I, I, I agree with what Pete said in that when you look at the stats, you go, oh, Newcastle got battered. But in actual fact, I don't think we did. I think it was just the fact that, you know, we, AC Milan created some really good opportunities. But I thought that we dealt with it really well. Um, you know, the, the top quality sides, the Champions League experienced, um, you know, they fight near the top of the table regularly uh, in their in their league in Serie A. And I just thought they had a lot of experience and you could tell that a few of our players um, were, you know, a little bit like rabbits in headlights. That'll, that'll go, you know, by the end of this game, they, they'll take a lot of confidence from that and think, you know what, we belong here. Because yes, like I say, you, you look at the stats and you look at um, the, the match as a whole and you might think, oh, well, Newcastle were lucky to get a point. But I actually didn't feel like we were lucky to get a point in terms of, yes, they had some great chances and yes, they probably should have scored, but... Um, I, I do think we were we were worthwhile of the points, but to go back to the first half, I think um, I think we were resolute. I think there were some really fantastic performances in that first half, notably Nick Pope. Um, I thought he made some you know real key saves, and that will have done his confidence the world of good. I thought Sean Sean Longstaff was excellent. Um, again, doing a lot of work unnoticed. It, it goes unnoticed, but you know he, he's filling in gaps. He never stops running. Um, he's always keen, keen to get be involved. You know, he doesn't shake a tackle. He, he gets stuck in. Um, but I, I, I must admit, I went into, I went in. I, I just, I think it was about the forty first, forty second minute. I was saying to myself, "Come on, just get in nil nil half time. Get in nil half time because we've got a great opportunity here." The, the, the one disappointment for me, um, if I can call it that, I feel bad saying that, was that I just wish we were a little bit more brave in terms of. Not not in the way that we defended, not at all. But I mean, in terms of taking a chance and you know maybe yeah. trying to maybe trying yeah. to you know the the final third was where I felt we were lacking a bit, and that wasn't because of the players in the final third. It was getting the ball to them. Um, but that's something we can work on. And again, I'm not going to look back at it and think you know it's an opportunity missed because I don't think it was. Um, maybe if we had done that, we would have been looking at a one or two nil defeat. So you, you can look at it both ways. But no, I was I was pleased with the pleased with the first half and I was optimistic going into the second half. Yeah, just think it was yeah, it was a bit of confidence thing uh up mm. front. Um was mm. yeah, uh, look, look, let's move to the second half and we we'll go from there. Um yeah, so Newcastle in control at the start of the second half. Um 61 minutes, um Murphy's off, uh Miggy on, Gordon off, well Wilson on. So Isaac moves out to the left. Uh and two minutes later, another Pope save. Um, 71 minutes, Tonali uh, off, uh, Anderson uh, on. Tonali got a great reception. Vinny was right, actually. He uh, he 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 said he belly he bellies mortgage that he that he get a good reception. He was right. Um, Rafael again header over the bar. Uh, then the last 10 minutes, which you alluded to it, that uh, everyone was just absolutely wrecked, very tired, uh, in the heat as well, I suppose. Uh, for Newcastle, especially, wouldn't be used to it. Uh, 89 minutes, Isaac off, Barnes on, uh, backs to the wall a bit towards the, the, the very end. Um, but then, um, <clears throat> we had the uh, Longstaff had, had his shot that could that could have could have. Oh. <laughs> Smash and grab a bit uh, at that stage of that guy, and we, then we had we had a couple of corners towards the end. But taking taking the draw, um, what's your thoughts on the second half? Uh, I'll go to you first, Chris. Um, 
second half was a little bit nail biting. Not going to lie. Um, I, I thought the, the I thought the subs that Hal made were interesting. Um, I think to be fair, I thought Miggy came on and did exceptionally well. Um, he he saved us on a couple of occasions, and again, it's his energy and it's that running. Um, to talk a little bit about, um, do you know what? I didn't mention this in the first half either. To talk a little bit about Hernandez and um, Liao. I just thought throughout they were just such a threat. I mean, Leo, uh, Hernandez for me, I'd, I'd say he was probably man of the match. Like he was that good, and it just it just shows, doesn't it, the difference between the likes of Dan Byrne and the likes of Teo Hernandez. And I'm not I'm not bashing Dan Byrne in any way, but when you look at what um, Teo Hernandez brings to that AC Milan team, it's just unreal. Like uh, me and Pete, we we were talking with uh, Vinny uh, from from uh, one uh, AC Milan fan. And we were talking with Pete about um, Teo Hernandez being arguably the best left back in the world. Mm. When he when he performs like that, it's it it's hard to argue, really hard to argue. But yeah, it's the second half, uh, nail biting. Uh, when it got to about 65, 70, I was like, right, I'll take a point here, take a point all day. Long staff at the end with that with that fantastic strike. Um, we could have nicked it. I mean, if we'd have nicked it, oh my god, it would have been it would it would have been incredible. But. Um, Again, Nick Pope stayed strong um, throughout that second half. He, he really grew in confidence as well. I noticed his confidence really uh, shot up as well. So he, he, it was like he realised, yeah, I'm good enough to be here kind of thing. Um, obviously, Tonali came off. Elliot Anderson came on. Um, lots of endeavour from Elliot Anderson, but I thought he struggled a little bit, if I'm honest. Um, loads of effort, don't get me wrong, but uh, I thought, was it Musa? I thought I thought Musa had the better of him a few times. He looks really promising. That Musa he looked a really good player. Um, but yeah, it, positive changes from Eddie Howe um, shows that you know he, he wanted to win the game. He, 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 you could tell he did want to try and win the game. Uh, it didn't quite pan out like that. But uh, but no, it, it, really really difficult to kind of put any criticism on the team. The only thing I'd say from a, a fan looking at the whole team, not just individuals. Um, was that I just I just wish that we got the ball into the into the final phase and asked more questions of AC Milan because at times it was just like AC Milan just kept coming wave after wave after wave, um, but that's something we can tidy up and like I say I don't see it happening at St James's Park. Um, I agree with you on on Pope as well, and I think it, it, this game and playing in Europe for the first time as well for him uh, in his club career, it's uh, it's not going to do him any harm towards getting back in the, the, the England setup either. So uh, good to see um, the ball as long as, as just... long as he can be prepared to catch occasionally as well. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that one time where he put you go catch it. It was in the first half. That, that it was in the first half. Yeah, it's. I think it was for me. It's just one. It was that little. If he caught it, it just eased the pressure. Don't yeah. don't punch it. It was that, that yeah. that's for me. Obviously, you know that you're playing goal a little bit as well. And for me, you, you you punch it if you're struggling to get it. If you can reach that high, you should be catching it. For me, and it just eases the on eases the pressure on the team and stuff like that. So, bar that, mind <clears> me, I thought he was fantastic. And he made save after save. The ball was moving around quite a bit as well. Um, but that was the one one little thing in that blocked his cut in the first half. I thought we should caught that. That was it. Playing goal a bit, Richie. I was surprised you weren't on the bench tonight, actually. Uh, there's Harris guy on the show, yeah. But, um, yeah, go on, get what's your thoughts on the second half? Uh, it was brilliant. Uh, it was really, really nice to see just the effort and the, the fact that we actually had a bit more of a goal in the second half as well. We didn't look to just sit back and block and like invite them onto us. Uh, 
you know, we, we we had a game plan in that second half a bit more that, you know, we were going to take the game to them. I, I thought it, it seemed to be like it's actually you will use the phrase you used before that in the in the green room, Daz. It was a, a little bit if you go back to old Bruce Ball tactics where it used to be, you know, see if you see where you are at the second half, if you're still in it, we'll try and nick it type thing. And it very, very nearly happened towards the end, last kick of the game with Longstaff shot. But to be fair, and and, and I anyway, I replied to you when you mentioned that. I said, I think anybody would have hap- happily taken a point at the San Siro rather than struggling to get a point at Bramall Lane. Do you know what I mean? Under, under the Steve yeah. Bruce era when you, you're losing one deal and those sort of games. But uh, no, I thought we, the, the, you know, as I said, everybody ran the socks off. Um, I, I felt a bit sorry for Isak, and I know there's a couple of lads that it felt like he was on, on fumes quite a bit. And I don't think we really, first half, we played to his strengths in the first half. We, we, we didn't really get the ball, the channel sort of run on to, and he was trying to come deep to, to be part of the game. And that's not really where you want him to, to, to you know, to be to be coming really. And he tried to, you know, and then as his energy was running out, he was. You know, you try that even a bit harder, and it just wasn't happening for him. He was giving me a little bit, and you, I felt a little bit sorry for him. And but I'd said to Chris when uh Wilson was coming, I said, Do you know what? I'd move Isak out to the left rather than do a direct swap like we've seen Eddie Howe do before. And it, it just once again, it, it, he just didn't really seem to get going, whether it's just he was tired by that stage or whatever. But uh, you know, we don't know, he might not have been feeling himself as well. We don't know, but obviously, you try and play through. Anything and stuff like that for you, for your teammates and stuff like that. So we'll see. Uh, we'll just you know, fantastic. The as I said, um, to put your boils on, you know, especially those two blocks near the end, Trippier and I think it was Elliot Anderson. Those two screamers, you know, they could have been in the back of the net, hitting or you know, top corner or something. If I hadn't been for those two blocks, that's what you want to see from everyone. You you put your your body on the line for and defend for your last breath, and that's what they did. Uh, yeah. Do you know what? We, we don't know at the, at the end of this group stage how, how valuable that point could be. Uh, and as someone like it was Gary said at the very start, you've got to remember AC Milan were at their Champions League semi finalists last year, and there was a yeah. lot of teams that went to San Siro and did get a point. So you take that all day long, all day long. Thanks, Richie. Chris, I thought you were going to break out the piano there earlier. Um, <laughs> Pete, I want to get your thoughts on the second half, but I also want to ask you about this man, because we haven't mentioned this man yet. Kieran Trippier. What a performance tonight, again. Back-to-back outstanding performances. I mentioned about his performance against Brentford. I thought he was the leader, the, the man-mountain. For someone so small, he is an absolute man-mountain of a player. Um, and his experience in that team tonight was a huge part of the reason why we were able to get that over the line. Um, his manipulation of the ball, his control and possession. Um, Rafael Leal uh, certainly wasn't his, his best game by any means. Um, and that was because of Kieran Trippier. Kieran Trippier played him to an absolute tee at times. And the only joy he got is when he vacated his position, is when he came inside or ventured through the middle. It's the only time he got any joy, Raphael Leal, and it's because he did not want any of Kieran Trippier today. Because Kieran Trippier, for me, played the perfect game. Um, I thought he was absolutely sensational tonight. Um, and a proper, proper, proper captain's performance. Um, it was great to see. Um, but I actually thought the, the second half was better than the first. 
Um, I thought we um, managed the game very, very well. We limited AC Milan to very little chances. Um, and the only thing that really let us down was the final ball because we had opportunities. We had moments in the second half. We managed to get opportunities where we broke with the ball. But the final ball was wrong. The amount of times, two or three times, the ball into um, Callum Wilson or to Isaac when he was playing up front was wrong. Um, and asking too much of the striker. That Alexander Isaac by 60 minutes was shattered, but he was being made to run 10, 12 yards further than he need to, needed to. There was balls from um, Anthony Gordon. He, he made a really good breakaway. I can't remember what minute it was. And Isaac's making the run down the side, but I think it might have been Tamori that was with him. And he plays the ball like 10 yards away from him rather than into his feet where he's where he wants it. And it's just like, and, and you could see afterwards when the move broke down, Isaac saying to Gordon, it's like playing to my feet. Um, and he, he he had a tough game tonight. I thought that was the best game he played with his back to goal. He got battered, he got kicked, he got kneed, he got all sorts, but he needs that because he needs to develop that side of the game. That's that's the side of the game that Wilson's got nailed down. And he really had a baptism of fire tonight. But I thought he played that role well. He won a lot of free kicks. He held up the ball well. He kept the ball moving. He kept us in possession. Um, so I thought he was really good there. Um, and, a, you know, I know it was mentioned before and a few people have mentioned about the midfield. I actually thought Bruno Gamares stuck to his position today. I actually thought he stuck as a number six. I actually thought he played that position very well. There was maybe, and I think, Daz, you put it in the chat about midfielders vacating their position. And I think there was probably about a five, six minute period in that second half where they did. And they started to get yeah. a little bit disjointed. But I actually was very, very impressed with um, Bruno Gamera's his discipline in playing that position, staying in that position. I think he played it better in the first half than in the second um, but I thought that was much better and it allowed the other two either side of him um, to do the business. Um, I thought the back four were brilliant. I'm not going to lie. I thought they were brilliant tonight. I thought they were, I mean, someone put in, in a comment to one of my tweets about Sven Botman. Jesus Christ, man. That guy, he is, he is a Rolls fucking Royce of a player. He just makes things look absolutely like, he makes things just look easy. Um, yeah. And we manage their best players. Nobody's talking about how amazing Giroud has been. And we wax, wax lyrical about him, Chris, on away days, how good he is. Well, I mentioned he was like fine wine, not in the game, not in the game at all. Raphael Leal, great moments in the first half, one, one great run. Other than that, what really, what, what output did he give? He made great runs. He looked dangerous when he was in front of the defender. But ultimately, what did he do? Theo Hernandez made bomb after bomb after bomb forward. Yeah. But what did he produce? That is because the defence was fucking class. And I, I, I understand your point, Richie, about Pope, and I agree with you. He should have collected that ball, but he made up for it in the second half. Late oh, yeah. on in the game, when you need it, he came out and collected two or three big catches, going to ground, on the floor, taking up and... Eating away that time that just gives the defence the settling. That's what Nick Pope was doing all last season. And I saw Nick Pope back to his best today. Sean Longstaff, one of those internationals, Daz, because we need to get that <laughs> Longstaff from England back in again. I'm, I'm signing up for Ireland if you don't start getting me in the English squad. 
Longstaff was back. He was back today. That's the best performance I've seen from him for a very, very long time. Um, superb performance on the biggest stage as well. Um, yes, he misplaced a couple of passes, but I think every player did today um, due, due to the, 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 the size of the game and the scenario. But I thought he was brilliant. Defensively, superb. I thought he was excellent. Um, and yeah, um, I'll, I'll leave it there. I'll, I'll talk about one or two other players when we look to the, the scores and stuff. Cool. Um, yeah, just just I, I agree with John Bruno. He was definitely more disciplined. That that particular time I, I mentioned it in the chat is that the, that CDM positions Milan got in in there, but it was actually when you look at it, Bruno had gone forward, but Tonali was going to be covered at that stage. So, but anyway, uh, we we, uh, we are happy with the draw. We're off the, the mark. We've got a point on the board, and if, uh, the PSG game. Um, Dortmund game is on at the moment. Is it still nil nil or any score yes, in that no, game? No, 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 so we're, yeah. Man nice City losing on to Red Star. Ah, great. Uh, lovely. <laughs> um, right, let's get into scores then. Maybe we'll go. We'll go the levels. Let's go, Popey, Popey, and then we we'll go defense, midfield, and attack. Uh, Popey, I thought he was outstanding. The ball seemed to. It was like a magnet coming to him. You know, Milan's. Should have shot at either side of him, but it, it, uh, you, you can't fall for Popey. Um, and I'm going to give him a 10 uh, for his performance. I have a few, probably have a few 10s actually to give out today. I'd, I'd said an hour of instead of nine, but I'm happy to go with a 10. I thought he was outstanding tonight. Yeah, it's, it's difficult because um, I, I, in my head I was thinking nine. And then when you said 10 does, I was like, <laughs> actually, can you, can you really not give him a 10? Because, like, you know, the amount of the amount of saves that he made tonight, um, and you know, a few weeks ago, you know, would one or two of them have gone in possibly? But I thought he really rose to the occasion tonight. He's not my man of the match, but I, I think I've got to give him a ten. Pete, yeah, nine point five. Um, I thought, yeah, Pope was excellent. Excellent, did everything he needed to. There wasn't really a clear cut chance that he had to pluck out, but he did his job. Uh, very, very well. Can't complain. Back to his best today. Yeah, awesome. Let's go on to the defence. You know, I'm going to give my ratings for all four, and uh, I'm going to say Trips ten, Char nine, Botman ten, Burn. I'm going to give uh, seven. Yeah, seven. Uh, and uh, collectively, I'm going to give them a nine. Uh, so whatever way you want to roll with that. Uh, I went 10 with trips. I thought he was man of the match for me. I thought he was outstanding today. Uh, nine for Shaw and nine for Bottman. I would have probably went an eight for uh, for Burn. So I suppose the same as you, Daz. Averages out was a nine. Um, I'm torn on this. Um, I, I, I think I, I think I would give. I think I'd give Trippy at a 10. Shard a nine, Botman a nine, and Bain at eight. Um, I'm really undecided over me on a match. No, I'll stick with my original. So, no, um, the defenders were superb. Trippy a ten, nine for the centre backs, eight for Bain. Um, yeah, trips for me, ten, but easy. Um, I'm gonna give Shaw and Botman both a 9.5. I thought they were both excellent in different things that they did. Um, but I'm going to give Burn a nine. Um, and, well, 
I'm going to be bipolar with this. I'm going to give Botman a nine for his defensive ability. So I thought he was absolutely outstanding defensively today. I thought he cleared everything. He was brilliant. But I'm going to give him a six for his ability on the ball because he was fucking horrendous. The guy can't trap a ball. He can't play a ball. Like he was, I mean, some of the balls in the second half that he was putting out of play when it was a simple pass, it was just like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, this burn. That's, the, that's the bipolar nature of, of, of Dan Byrne. He is superb mm. defensively. He was, I can't fault him defensively. I thought he was brilliant I, today. I was concerned for many weeks. I, thought, I, I was a bit like, Daz, I thought you said Botman originally started. Is that what you thought, Daz? Yeah. Botman is on 9.5. I'll give Byrne a 9 for his defensive work, yeah. um, but I'll give him a 6 with his ability on the ball. Um, I, I, I felt like I needed to do that because I really kind of was impressed with Byrne defensively today. He cleared everything with his head. He won everything in the air. He made some vital tackles. On yeah, he did. Um, I thought he was brilliant. I really did. He, they didn't get any joy down that side um, uh, from him whatsoever. Um, but yeah, it's just with the ball. And, and, it's, and, and, it, and that's, that's the situation we have with the left-back situation is that we need a player that can do both. He can't. Yeah. That's the thing that lets us down. Like we had him if we had a player that can do both, uh, Theo and Hernandez or whoever, like we'd be golden and we would have so much attacking intent from both sides of the pitch if we had that. But you know, props to him for his defensive work. I thought he was excellent today. So I'll I'll go with that because of the result and the way we played. I'll go with the positivity and I give him the nine. Mm. All right. Let's get on to the midfield. Actually, before we do, uh, something I put in the our chat as well. It's like we, we often say that um, that Tino Livermore should be watching Trippier. Well, uh, I was going to say Chris Hall, Lewis Hall should be watching Theo Hernandez, uh, and and what if he could replicate a, a fraction of that? Wow, that'd be amazing. Um, right, let's move on to midfield. Uh, for the midfield, I'm saying Bruno eight, Longstaff nine. Uh, our, our, we said it as well, Chris, in the chat. Our midfield falls apart when Longstaff isn't there. And Tunali, I'm giving a seven. Um, interesting a return from to, to, to Milan for, for, for Tunali. Uh, collectively, I'll give it a eight. Mm. I, I'll echo them, Daz. I, I, I think with the Tunali one, I don't know if anyone watched the interview with him beforehand as well. It still seems raw to him. It's, I think he's hurt by the. the I know he's accepted the challenge of Newcastle, but I think he's he's still hurt by the fact he's had to leave his, you know, his boyhood club, and um, I don't think he really wanted the move. But obviously, as soon as AC Milan turned around and said accept the deal, it sort of says, look, we don't want you. Um, and obviously, he's, he was happy to take the the money and come to Newcastle. So I think he'll be a fantastic player for us. I just felt it was a return to home a bit too early, and I think it was. I don't. I think it just affected him a little bit. I know. I know that you says in the chat at half time, Daz, leave your hugs till the end of the match, uh, Sandro, wasn't it? Because <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I could just hear Roy Keane exploding, exploding if he if he had been commentating on it. Uh, uh, but yeah, look, it's understandable. It was emotional for him as well. Returning back yeah, so soon after like, leaving, you know, he's probably hasn't even seen some of those mates. You know, since he, he left, he might not have got had a chance to see something before he went. So, but I agree, keep it to the end and stuff. But I don't know if I think he was just affected by the whole, you know, situation around it for the game and stuff. It might have been better to have the home game uh, uh, against it Milan first before going to the 
but we, it's, especially this one being the first one as well. And I'm still uh, probably finding his feet at Newcastle. Uh, he said he, in the interview he's was you know he, he struggled to start with, but then he he had a fantastic first game. Um, I still think he's struggling to get up to the pace, and obviously I think it's fitting him into this role because of the so much pressure of the how much we spent on him and how Eddie Howe sees him as a, a really, really important part of the player for this club going forward, which I think he is. It's just finding a way for to get them to work with the personnel we've got in this system. Because as you and uh, Chris just said, it, recently we've been lost without Longstaff in that midfield. Uh, and, it, you know, what we all said at the start of the season when, when we signed Tonali, can you imagine a, a midfield three of uh, J7, Bruno and Tonali? We were all like, that's just... It's a world-class midfield. It's probably one of the best midfields in the Premier League. But you look back at the way we started, and we've, every game that Longstaff hasn't been in, we've missed. And it's, it's I think we're all surprised seeing that. We, but to be fair, when we got the Villa game last year, he was missing, and we and Villa turned us over down there, and we, it showed how much we missed him in that game as well. So it shows how important it is to the system that Eddie Howe wants to play. So he, I thought he was fantastic today. Bayek uh, or your your scores, um, Daz. Um, just also remember, it just came into my head there, that we'll probably have Joe Linton and Joe Willock back in the mix. It, it may still be the same certain midfield we go with, but uh, uh, as options as well uh, come the home leg, uh, I think it's in December, that one. Um, but I think we have a super chat as well, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Yeah, there was. Uh, I'll just set it up for you. Two six. It's off Nobby Carr. Yeah. Cheers, Nobby. Nobby, appreciate the donation to the channel. Uh, all the lads do. Uh, have a look. I'll have to wait. The, the, the quest has not come up, so you'll have to bear with us, Daz. You might have to read it out. My I'll, I'll read it out for you, Ricky. Drew didn't get a, a sniff today. The majority of Milan's 25 shots were 30 yards out. Exactly. They were, Nobby. Uh, it's, it's all they had. Fantastic yeah. defence. Exactly. Yeah. Kept them, kept them at bay. Cheers, Nobby. Um, Chris, we'll go to you for your remarks for the, the defence. Oh, sorry, for the midfield. Uh, midfield, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so gradually, I think my scores go up. Um, I, I think Gary V put in, the, put in the chat, and I completely agree. I think, you know, it was it was an emotional night for Tonali tonight, and I thought I thought he did well. Um, probably not probably not a game that we'll remember him for. I don't think, you know... I don't think it's one that we will particularly remember, as I say, but I thought he did well and he cut with the occasion really well. Um, so I give Tonali an eight. Uh, I thought Bruno played really well. Um, Pete was right when he said, you know, he stuck to his position a lot more tonight. And Daz, you know, we, <laughs> you know, we have the, uh, the the picture of Bruno celebrating, you know, when he when he prevents he prevents an attack in that <laughs> Leicester game and it goes out for a throw in. I think Bruno, Bruno done an even bigger scream, didn't he, in the middle of the pitch? Um, so if you, there's if probably you no need for that, though. Uh, well, no, no it, it was weird because like he won the ball and then he was just like, yeah. <laughs> so that was I loved that. Um, so yeah, I give Bruno a nine, um, and my man of the match was Sean Longstaff. Um, you know, a lot of what Sean Longstaff does probably goes un- unnoticed, uh, and I, honestly, I thought tonight he was just brilliant, and you know. First, first game in the Champions League, local lad, uh, and he he allows our midfield 
to play the way it does. And as I've said before, I think a lot of a lot of his work goes unnoticed, and people maybe don't give him the credit he deserves. But I thought I thought he was brilliant tonight, especially that first half. I thought he was superb, and the fact that Eddie Howe left him on, you know, that that kind of speaks volumes to me because you know he looked like he was there. Uh, he was out on a limb. He looked exhausted, and then at the end, he nearly goes and bloody wins it for us. So yeah, I, uh, I, I, I'm really, really impressed with Sean Longstaff tonight, and he coped really well with that AC Milan midfield. Pete, your thoughts on the midfield? Yeah, I thought that mid- the midfield was the reason why we um, we limited them to so many chances. I thought the defense was superb, but the the support from the midfield was 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 outstanding at times. Uh, very, very good. Like I said, we talked about Bruno. And I thought it was immense in that midfield. I actually thought Sandro Tonali was superb today. And I'll tell you why. Because he was there to do one job and one job only. And it was to stop Ruben Loftus-Cheek dictating the play. So they were literally tied to each other for the whole game. And he was battling. He was taking him out. Ruben Loftus-Cheek was taking him out. And it was a proper battle. And I I was really enjoying watching them two go at it with each other. I thought Loftus-Cheek was brilliant, but I also thought Sandro Tonali was brilliant because he stopped him playing. There was no real opportunity. Now, bearing in mind, I've watched a little bit of AC Milan this season, so I've seen the way that Ruben Loftus-Cheek has dictated the play for the for AC Milan. He did not do that tonight. Sandro Tonali was there to do one job on one job only, and that was to stop him playing. Um, and he did it, and I thought, job done. That was the game plan, stopping playing, he did it. Brilliant. And that's what Sandro Tonali is about. He he may not always dictate the play and run run the play with the ball, um, but he, he was given the opportunity to do a job on the pitch tonight, and he did exactly that. Um, so fair play to him. I do agree with the hugs and all the, oh, this and the other, but I honestly, I, I honestly believe, um, and this is not just tonight, this I think has gone on since the press conference yesterday, I think that's been a tactic from AC Milan. AC Milan have known that this is going to be a big occasion for Sandro Tonali. And I saw Sandro Tonali's interview. And when he came off and you got you got um, journalists that are going, going out of their way to go up to him, shake his hand and give him a hug. And Sandro, and yeah. all, giving, him the, giving him the big spiel and making him feel great. And sometimes that can bring a player down and make him feel worse. I've got no, I've got, I, I, I'm convinced that their manager tonight has said to those players, Go up to him, talk to him, give him hugs, try and throw him off his game by making him feel loved. And I think that was completely the plan. Did it work? Did it flop? He did his job. I thought he was brilliant today. Um, so, and, and Sean Longstaff, wow. Uh, you could give him a 10 if you wanted to. Um, yeah, I'll give him a 10. Um, I'll give Sandro Tonali a 9 because of the job that he did on Loftus-Cheek. And I'll give Bruno Gamerez um, uh, an 8.5. Thought he did his job really, really well um, in sitting in that number six. Um, brilliant from the midfield today. Before we just go to, to Richie, I know Richie wants to say something, but Pete, Milan gave him hugs, but you've just given him flowers. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Richie. Yeah, I just obviously, look, we've, we've all just returned to you know, the Champions League the first time in 20 years. We're all, you know, talk here to talk about and taking what's been a fantastic achievement by Newcastle, right? Uh, and it's just disappointing because obviously the lads always keep an eye on the chat. Look, some of the stuff that's going on on chat night's a bit ridiculous, to be fair. Um, 
can we all keep calm about about talking to people, please? People are entitled to people, but no slagging people, other people off, and especially no name calling of us and the admins, because I've already had to block one person tonight uh, for calling us tossers, so they have gone the journey, and it will be exactly the same for anybody else that does the same again to either us or the admins. Well said, Richie. Out you go. No room for that unloaded. We we uh, kick it out. We don't uh, stand for any of that bullshit. Um, jog off onto another channel if, if you want, but no, no room for it here uh, unloaded. Let's go to the attack. Um, for the attack, for me, and I know, Pete, you you, you uh, uh, give Isaac high praise, and I know he's up against a very difficult defence uh, in, in AC Milan, but I'm going sevens across the board for Murphy, Gordon, and Isaac. I think Isaac just wanted him to get a goal sooner rather than later. Okay, Milan is away. Milan isn't, isn't probably the easiest place to score a goal, but I just think he he, he needs a goal now, now, now soon. But... Um, yeah, sevens across the board for me, and I'm going to go straight to you, Pete, then for your thoughts on the attack. Okay, um, my 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 scores may be slightly different to yours. I'm not going to lie. Are um, you saying you're tougher? Isaac, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'll give an eight. I thought he did a job for the team tonight. He was very isolated for the majority of the game. Didn't really get much of the ball. You didn't get to see Isaac doing what we've seen him do. Get the ball, manipulate the play, take on players because he was playing as a number nine. He actually did the number nine's job tonight. And sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes it's not pretty, particularly away from home against good teams. But I actually thought he did that job well. Um, it was hard for him. Difficult to, against two fantastic centre-backs, by the way, who I thought were excellent for, for AC Milan. Um, and I thought he did a job and he was absolutely shattered. He should have been taken off and replaced earlier. Uh, but as I said to you, Daz, I think they wanted to hold back Barnes for as long as possible yeah. because he is going to start on Sunday. I'm convinced of it. He'll start on yeah, Sunday. Yeah. They didn't want to risk him pulling up with an injury. Um, so I'll give him an eight. Right. Don't shoot me. Don't shoot me. But I actually thought Jacob Murphy was very, very good today. Um, um, and the reasons why I thought Jacob Murphy was very, very good is purely down to the fact that he was superb in supporting Kieran Trippier in managing Rafael Leal. I thought his work rate, his support um, to Trippier was brilliant. Um, I thought his doubling up was excellent. He stopped people playing from a defensive point of view. And he wasn't playing to be the guy that was going to get us the goal, but he was the guy that was going to be the outlet. So you give him the ball and he just fucking runs. And like, how many times last season have we just given Murphy the ball and said, just run 60 yards and take us up the pitch and just get the ball away from the goal. And the amount of times that he did that and just kept us going, I thought he was good. Now, yes, his ability to score goals, his final ball wasn't necessarily there tonight. Fine. But I'm taught, I'm I'm giving people scores on what I'm seeing them doing in terms of a job for the team. In the San Siro, as we've talked about, very, very tough place to go against a brilliant, brilliant side. And I'm thinking, yeah, he's spot tonight. He did his job. He did a job. He did exactly what he was there to do. Make it difficult. Travel with the ball. Link the play. I thought he was brilliant. I'd give him an 8.5. However, 
I was not impressed with Anthony Gordon. And I would probably give him a seven, maybe at best. I thought he was really poor today. Whether the occasion got to him or not, I don't know. But he gave the ball away cheaply, as we talked about, on 13 minutes. Everyone hammered burn for not getting that pass. But the pass was shocking. It wasn't even a pass to burn. And Byrne, you know, tried to get there and he didn't. And, and Botman had to save the day and then they got their chances and they had their big spell off, off the back of that one pass. And it started with Anthony Gordon. He didn't do what he was there to do. Anthony Gordon's had a great start to the season because he's done one thing well and he's kept running at the, set, at the fullback, running at him, running at him, causing problems the other end. And he didn't. He got the ball and he was too much trying to cut inside, cut inside, cut inside. He's got most of his joy this season by going out on the left and whipping the ball in with his left-hand side. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. So he didn't stick to his own game plan that's made him play so well this season. And I was really disappointed with that. But equally, his his use of the ball, I thought, was really poor. And actually, I was really pleased when he came off because we needed him to come off. I just wished that it was him coming off for Barnes um, and Isaac coming off for Wilson because Isaac was spent. He was done after 60 minutes. Yeah, he should was. have been rested. Um, Miggy Amiron was great. Um, an outlet, exactly what we needed him to do. Murphy did his job. Miggy yeah. comes on. An outlet moving forward. Great. So um, I'm going to give Gordon a 7. I'm going to give Murphy an 8.5. I'm going to give Isaac for his hold-up play and his ability to link the play. I'm going to give him an 8. Cool. Cheers, Pete. Uh, Chris, I'm going to go to you next. Do you hear what Pete is after saying about your boy, Gordon? <laughs> yeah, I mean, sorry, Gordon... Sorry, man. Sorry. No, sorry. no, 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 no. It's, it's fine, it's fine. I think um, I think Gordon was full of energy. Uh, that, that was a real positive. Um, but, you know, I do I do agree with what you're saying, Pete, and that, you know, the end product wasn't quite there tonight. And also, he did lose possession a lot. Um, I'm hoping that maybe it's... Maybe it's First Champions League game jitters. I mean, and I, I, I think we'll see a different game from him certainly at home um, at St James's. Um, for me, I, I take your point about what you were saying about Murphy. I think defensively, and that's probably why Eddie Al put him in. Um, you know, we always put to shift him, um, but I just, I just wanted, and I think we needed more going forward. Um, although to be fair to Jacob Murphy, <laughs> he did um, <laughs> at least he did have a crack at goal. It was quite wide, but at least he had a crack at goal. Yeah. So you know, fair play. Um, so to, be, and, to and, be fair, Chris on that one, that was the first time I said that Chris is that's the first time you want Miggy on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the left, yeah, it was, yeah, it was. Um, and then I think with Alexander Isak, to be honest, I was tempted, and this sounds really bad, but I was tempted to kind of go sixes across the front three. But then I thought, you know what, I, I don't think they deserve sixes because partly the reason that you know they weren't maybe as effective as they could have been was because of the way the team were in in general. Um, so you know they didn't have many opportunities. Like I can't look back and go, oh, we should have done better there. Should have you know should have hit it first time or it because you literally can't say that. Um, so I do have sympathy with the likes of Isaac, Gordon and um, Murphy in that respect. So I think, to be fair, across the board, I give everyone sevens. Cheers. Chris, Pete, have PSG scored? I see you celebrating there. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
<laughs> my bet's coming in at the moment. <laughs> so like, yeah. I just checked the score. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> double whammy. I see them celebrating. Yeah. I was thinking, I bet he's the score. <laughs> Brandy all round. Richie, yeah, you can't. <laughs> I'm not really a better man, I've got to be honest, but like, it's coming in. So like, I'm excited right now. I'm really excited. <laughs> Your thoughts on their um, back, Richie? Eh. <laughs> uh, I, I agree with what there, Peter, on, on Murphy. I think the one thing I, I, I thought was it stood out quite a bit, and obviously they're like this is where the, the, the champion of the experience comes into playing against higher opposition. And, and probably this is mainly probably down to the fact that Miggy's been playing in front of him and also Barnes on the right this season. Um, there was a couple of times when he was going forward and Trippier was there for the overlap for an easy ball to get in behind the back four for AC Milan. And I know that the, the commentators mentioned it as well, where he decided to have a shot from 25, 30 yards out and said, I think that's the one that Chris mentioned. Um, I think so. his decision-making occasionally was off, but you know he had his game plan. He, he did a role fantastic on that one. So I'd probably give Murphy uh, an eight. Uh, I thought Anthony Gordon's, I think that was... Anthony Corden's, for me, his worst performance of the season so far. And bear in mind, he's had a decent start of the season. Um, it looked like it was the first time he played with the, the, the with the lads around him. Um, it's a shame because, he, for me, and it's, I agree with what Pete said, you know, you, the amount of time that Dan Byrne was taking the throw in and he was coming back to it and then cutting right inside, looking to link up in the middle. When he was getting on, on you know, that calibre had to go off because the, the he was on a bootgun. And the, the, their coach knew that Anthony Gordon had the better of him, he had the pace in him, and it was a liability, a chance of getting sent off. And he didn't capitalise on that. And I think this is where the experience of um, for playing against higher opposition, a bit, a bit of you know, shit housing that we, we Newcastle can be, you know, renowned for occasionally. It just we need to step it up to another level, you know, now that we're playing at this level. Um, so for me. I, I, I'll actually give Anthony Gordon a five. I, I, I didn't think he was good at all. Um, Isak, um, I just I felt more sorry for him. I don't think, as I said before, the the we went live. You know, you play him up front, you want him to be running in the channels behind. You know, went into the fullbacks and stuff like that, or you know, in between the two centre halves. He had no support. They weren't playing even like as I've just said there. You know, if if. Murphy puts a ball down and then Trippier can whip the ball in front. He's got that pace to get behind their back four and that, that wasn't happening either. He just didn't really play it with strengths uh, at all. So I felt a bit sorry for him on that one. And it was, you know, he, as people said, and we've mentioned already, he was knackered. He, he, he You've got to remember how much pressing that he was doing up there. And then he was also then coming deep into the midfield, the midfield to try and get involved and make something happen. So I, I felt really, really sorry for Isak. So I'll give Isak a seven just for the work rate off the ball. Um, but I can't really blame him having any faults for being tired and stuff. When you work, you work with say, you know, if people aren't playing to your strengths and trying to get you involved, there's nothing you can do. And I like the fact that Eddie Howe tried something different to get him involved and make him an attack and threat by putting him on the left. Unfortunately, by that time, he's, he was just absolutely sapped. Uh, of you know and yeah. energy and I've got no issues on that. I, you know we know what he's like as a player. He's he's fantastic. He's going to be you know one of the first names on the team sheet going forward for the for the project. But it was just wasn't his night and night and that. I think that was more around to the players around him rather than himself. 
Well, I'm going to bring this to a bit of a close. About, I want to tell people what's happening on Thursday night. Pete, tell us about Away Days. It's a new one, guys. We've got um, we've got a new channel because Sheffield United are in the Premier League. So the Sheffield United Way podcast, big podcast for Sheffield United, by the way. Um, uh, we've got Ollie coming and joining us um, from the Sheffield United Way uh, to talk all things Sheffield United and Newcastle. Really, really interested and intrigued to to hear what uh, Ollie's got to say. Nick, who also runs their channel, a great guy. He's currently living up, I think, in Spain at the moment, uh, enjoying his holiday. So he sent Ollie along and he said Ollie's a great guy. So I'm looking forward to look, looking forward to hearing his thoughts, really, on Sheffield United and, and, and looking at the game. Um, massive game for us, you know, potentially back-to-back wins. Um, so, we, you know, we need to get the win, but they want to get their season up and running. Bramwell Lane should be an interesting one. So, yeah, uh, definitely tune in for that. Uh, it, should be, it should be a cracker. Cool. Um, Richie, will we answer a few questions? I know the lads are soon going to need to jump off. But when the lads do Yeah, jump if they want to jump off, they can. If, if you want to yeah. out and stay for 10 minutes, if you want, yeah. Yeah, sound Richie. Uh, yeah, so uh, you can follow the lads in a few minutes over to uh, Milan Weekly uh, Podcast, where they're talking about this game as well. So, um, yeah, and of course, Vinny, who is on away days, is leading that off. But, um, yeah, Richie, let's go for a few questions. Lads, I know if you have to drop, work away, but uh, also more than welcome to say. First of all, we, we do have a super chat uh, from John Elliott. Uh, £5 donation. Thank you very much, John. Always appreciated. Uh, well pleased with the point. Bring on PSG. Also, quick recovery to the fan. who was attacked last night by those fans. Yeah, it was something that I know touched a lot of the, the fans today. We, we know Our uh, thoughts go out to Eddie. Uh, we, we know he was uh, due to get released from hospital, go to what uh, Keith Downey mentioned on social media today. And hopefully he'll be flying back tonight. Uh, unfortunately, it's been renowned with European trips for English fans in general over recent years to places like Italy, Turkey and stuff like that. It's a shame, you know, you, you expect that the local police and that, you know, should be aware that this is something that might be happening. Uh, surely there must be some intelligence around there of word going around and stuff like that. But it seems to happen every time uh, it goes out there. But look, our thoughts are with him. We're glad that it wasn't more serious than it was. And uh, get well soon, Eddie. Uh, well, and hopefully you're back at St. James's Park soon. Uh, so there we go on that one. So thank you very much, John, once again for your uh, donation. John uh, Gandhi, he wants to put a little bit more of a, a negative on it. He says, without being too negative, do we have a problem going forward? A pen, a one-on-one from Trent Mistake, and a consolation or a punt from our goal since Villa. Pete, I'll go to you on that one. Obviously, I know you've got to shoot. What, what do you make on that one? Do you have it? think we've got an issue going forward at the minute? No, I don't. Um, look, I'm not expecting. I'm not expecting this Newcastle team to come to the San Siro and dominate play and create a shed load of chances. I'm not expecting that. Uh, this is this is a team that we're building right now. Um, you know, uh, you go back to the Brentford game. We didn't create a lot of chances there because I, there was a lot of nerves from the fans as well as the players because we hadn't won in three games. Like we're not we're not this team that have won the last three or four games and their confidence is sky high, with free flowing. That will come with wins. We back that result up tonight with a win at Sheffield United, and then we have Burnley at home. That yeah. builds the confidence, and then we go to West Ham, and that builds his confidence moving forward. We, I've said it to you boys privately. I'll say it again. We've got a run of results now. 
in my opinion, up until early December, where I think we can pick up a hell of a lot of points in the Premier League. We're going to have to manage it really well with the Champions League, but I think we can pick up a hell of a lot of points because there's a lot of winnable games there. Um, this is not Man City, Liverpool and Brighton, who are three outstanding football teams. Like, uh, as much as we hate some of those teams, they are outstanding. So for me, it's... Uh, I don't look at it any further than that. We will get back to free-flowing, lots of goals, quality football. Like We've just got to be patient, boys, is what it is. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I, def I agree with them as well on that. Uh, Chris, a couple just uh, people are saying about what we've already touched on before about uh, the midfield click, not, not really clicking at the minute. Do, do you agree with them? And obviously we've touched on it a little bit, but... What what would your what would your midfield three be if everyone was fit at this moment in time? At this moment in time, if everyone was fit, my midfield three would contain Sean Longstaff. I'll say that for the start. Um, I think that's how important I think he is at this present moment. Um, if they were all fit, some people may not like this. I'd probably have Sean Longstaff on the right side of the centre midfield. I'd have Joe Litton on the left side of the centre midfield, and I'd have Bruno in the six. That would be my first choice. I think having Joe Willett back will be fantastic um, for the right game. I think he'd be perfect. Um, Sandro Tonali, I think he just needs time. We can see we've got a fantastic player on our hands. I think that's evident. Um, but you know, let's not let's not pile too much pressure on him at the minute. He's 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 come in. He's learning the language. He's getting comfortable. He's settling down. Um, and you can see the talents there. Um, it's just a case of giving him a little bit more time. Um, you know, to really bed into the squad. Uh, but he's in, you know, I'm not knocking him. He's he's made a fantastic start. Loads of players wouldn't have made the start that he's had. Um, but I just think he, he's got such a high ceiling. Um, I just want to kind of, you know, integrate him in as much as possible. Um, but yeah, so my my midfield three right now, if everybody was fit, would be Bruno Holden, Sean Longstaff, right centre mid, Joe Linton, left centre mid. That's what I'd pick. Yeah, uh, last one to really mention, as I'll cut you on this one, uh, and it's off Dan Milne. He was just saying he thought Tamori was fantastic. I thought Tamori was fantastic. I, I agree with him on yeah, that one. Yeah, he, he thinks he would be a, a solid upgrade on Shaw if it was for the right price. I, I, I like Tamori. It's someone I thought Newcastle could potentially with. The only thing for me is he's more of a left side of centre-half rather than a right. But to be bear in mind, I think Malik Tiao, I think he's one to watch as well, going forward as well. So, Dad, yeah, what's your yeah. thought on, on Tamori? Yeah, um, what age is he? This is my question. I think he's only older than 25, I think 24, 25. Yeah, he's, he's a great age. He's a great yeah, age. He's a great age, yeah. Great yeah, age. yeah, you can throw him in the mix. He's but uh, yeah, look at that. It won't be January. We're going to convert centre back. It'll be somewhere. So um, let, let's see. Put him in the mix. But um, I think I'd have others ahead of him. Uh, but yeah, he did a great, great job tonight. 25. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, whoever we need that, that permanent uh, per, uh, right side defender, uh, center back that's going to sit beside uh, Botman, and it's, it's for the future. It's for it's for the next eight nine years after that. So pick the right one. Who's that? Uh, who's that Ruben Loftus Cheek fella? He was pretty good, wasn't he? <laughs> hey, fucking! No. He, he turned his down when Rafa wanted him. Oh, he don't get no. very second chances at Newcastle. No. Same you, you don't tell Graham Bailey that. Problem. Very impressive tonight. <laughs> he, he, he did. He looked well tonight. Uh, he, he did look mm. good tonight. Um, I don't know how he never got books. Don't know how he never got books. 
And uh, you mentioned Pete earlier that um, he, uh, the how Tonali did a job on him. He did such a good job on him that when when he went off, Tonali went off as well. He did enough. He, he, the job was done. <laughs> yeah. They battered each other, honestly. I'm, I, I've, I've recorded the game. I watch it back. But from what I was seeing, because obviously when you've got the nerves and you've got all the other feelings, the emotions about it, when you know the result, it's easy to watch the game back. But I, just from watching it, they battered each other all game. All game, like so. I'm not surprised when because uh, Rumelov just cheat got an injury, so he was off. That was like tonight. He was like, yeah, I'm done, job is done. Get me off, like, get me rested, ready for Sunday. Look at yeah, that. I was gonna say, I was surprised that uh, neither of them were booked to be fair. Because obviously, as you said, Pete, they, they kicked himself. And to be fair, the one book Newcastle got was harsh on Sharks, it wasn't even a foul, yeah, exactly. Crazy. I'm give a quick shout out to the sponsors, unless you don't want an angry Canadian Italian on your hands. Uh, yeah. But uh, but uh, th- thanks everyone for for watching. Uh, just a quick shout out. I'm not even going to go through all the pictures. Shout out to the RadiatorShed.com. You know already the the fabulous radiators are available uh, from Rust. Go check them out. And also shout out to H Show. Bathroom Design Co., the Northeast's largest supplier of Velcro and Botch Bathroomware. Team Valley gets it. Over 20 years established, ran by the family. Get down to the showroom on 11th Avenue, Team Valley State gets it. That's it. Peace stitch yeah, Chris. Uh, I know. I the <laughs> right <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for, for listening and joining us tonight and listen to us tossers. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> One last thing to say. Just- to be fair, Daz, I actually wanted to just come back with one comment because this was one of the people that was involved in a lot of chat. And look, Marco, we won't ban you from this. You might have been banned from other Newcastle ones just for criticising having 25 shots on uh, Newcastle's goal. Newcastle only had one shot on target. Because you know why? Because none of the fuckers went in. Yeah. And now, now you have to listen to every... You have the opportunity to listen to every show we do. We're, we're back. Play, play Join us on Thursday night for away days and a reaction show on, on Sunday. How'd you like that, Marco? Good night. Just like that. <laughs>